Going digital today, we're in a different setup, just with Vitor today, no Marco, uh, he's had a kid and all that. Um, we're joined today by Professor Carson Maple, and I've known Carson for like 10 years. Um, yeah. I met him when I was at Bedford, one of the nicest guys I know, helped me out a lot in my life. And I was lucky enough to meet him in London today, and I get to interview him. So Carson, can you give us a little bit of an intro? Who are you and what do you do? And this yeah. is going to take long because it has so many titles no, and so no, many crazy I'll, things to I'll cut it short to my, my main title, which is I'm Professor of Cyber Systems Engineering at the yeah. University of Warwick. And there I'm the director for research in cybersecurity at the uh, Cybersecurity Center in a place called WMG. Okay, great. Uh, so the first question I want to ask you is, how have you seen cybersecurity evolving? Because you've been at it for quite a few years. Where do you see it like, going in the future as well? So it's interesting you use the term cybersecurity because when I first got involved, it was information security. And that's what we cared about, protecting information or data. And now we're really in a, a completely different world. Much more connectivity, a lot of um, intelligence involved, artificial intelligence. And actually it's the cyber physical nature that really is what I'm particularly interested in. And do you feel the, the term cyber is being a bit overused? Or like that the use is correct to try and bring some knowledge to the public, like to make it more relatable to the public as well? I think one of the things is some people don't know what cyber is. Yeah. So cyber means lots of different things to different people. So it, it, it's a little bit confusing for people in some sense, but at least it, awares, it raises an awareness of a problem that we've got in trustworthy cyber physical systems at the moment. Uh, well, well, because you can use cyber for a lot of different things. It's pretty much like smart, right? You have a smartphone. Exactly. So everything that is really smart is probably going to have a cyber issue in the future. Is yeah. that it? I, I think what you say is really interesting there as well about the cyber bit. So I've mentioned cyber and physical. And if we go back to the days of information security and even more so in cyber physical now, it's about people and processes and technology and that technology is the cyber physical aspect so I, I think one of the things with cyber when people think of a cyber problem they don't realize that is a person problem you know IBM recently found 60% of attacks were down to a human element you know that they not when, when I did the UK security breach investigations report with soccer and police centrally crime unit back in what 2010 it was significantly lower than that. It was much more about targeting the technology. But I think if we've got to remember now that cyber involves people and processes as well. I so think. you think that we're going to have the kind of full circle? Because this this thing with people was what Kevin Mitnick was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, early yeah, days yeah. Of, uh, the art of deception. So it, 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 exactly. So he was a really bad hacker when yeah. it comes to tools. But yeah. it was really good to understand people and yeah. uh, detect their flaws and, and convince them to do something, right? Yeah. So, so today I've been speaking at an IEEE event down at Queen Mary University of London. And I was talking about Stuxnet, right? right? So I was talking about protecting critical national infrastructure. Well, Stuxnet, it overcame an air gap because of people. So what, what Mitnick noticed happening and many other confidence tricksters and people who did social engineering no, it's, it's even more so important now and you know when we try to isolate systems the person is where you can try and go outside of the process so yeah that's Kevin was spot on years ago and it's still a problem today 
Um, the other question I wanted to ask you, and before I go into that, can we met earlier at a certain place. Can you tell us a little about that place? Because yeah. I know our listeners would have never heard of the place because I personally haven't, and it's I I, I think it was an amazing place. Can you tell us a little bit about where we were before? Yeah, so 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 we met at the Alan Turing Institute, and I'm really proud to be uh, what's called a faculty fellow at the Alan Turing Institute, and there's plenty of people much smarter than me. Not only the professors there, they're, they're smart, but there's also these um, Turing Fellows, and these are some of the best postdoctoral researchers in the world. You know, I was lucky I interviewed some of them, um, and they're doing some phenomenal work. And the Alan Turing Institute, housed at the British Library, uh, just near King's Cross, St Pancras, uh, here in London, is a, is a fantastic institute that really does bring together different disciplines. So I work from the cybersecurity side, but it's the National Institute for Data Science. So it brings together people from social sciences, people from all different disciplines, a lot of statisticians, as you might imagine there. But it really is a, a, a real learning house. I, I really enjoy it. Which then leads me to the next question. We spend most of our day today talking about blockchain. <laughs> so Vitor, Vitor, like, he's giving me a little nudge before that. I talk too much about blockchain in the episodes, but I meet interesting people doing stuff with blockchain, and you're one of them, obviously. So tell us a little bit about your opinion on this whole ICO, blockchain, Bitcoin thing. How okay. do you feel about all of this? It's a big question, I know, but give us a smart, small summary how you feel it, about it's, it. It's a bit too big to go into some of the ICO you know, issues. I, I, I have a lot of issue with some of the ICOs that are going out, and really there should be a lot more regulation about that, in my own personal opinion. But it's interesting that you mentioned about Bitcoin, and we talked about it today, that to some people, even in industry, they don't understand distributed ledger technology. They don't understand the crypto part, and there's plenty of papers where they talk about crypto, but there's actually not a crypto bit. Um, but many times, we all know about multi-chain and how to avoid the useless, uh, the pointless um, blockchain project. There's other works that, you know, I think you tweeted about Medium at an article on this the other day. I think if we're not careful and we conflate blockchain with a, a more general distributed ledger technology and, and specifically dis, di, digital uh, distributed databases, for example, I think we're in real trouble. And the worst thing that we see is where people think blockchain is Bitcoin. Yeah. And they see the, the, the fluctuations and the lack of stability in, in, in the value of Bitcoin and think that blockchain, that is blockchain and, and it's right, not so. As I said, we, we've been, I, I think if you look at the history of Bitcoin and blockchain, we've been talking about this for a long time, right? Right now, people are pretty much focused on the value of Bitcoin and, 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 uh, well, and, and mining for coins, right? Yeah. Mining for something. But there's that, that kind of underlying blockchain that pretty much rules the, the entire system. Do you see any practical use in the future for us to actually use blockchain? Oh, I, I think blockchain has definitely got um, some, some use. And I'm going to be doing a project soon where we look at how do you design your blockchain? You know, or your distributed ledgers, you know, the, the blocks and the sizes. It could be a stream. But um, I, I think one of the things is if you look at high value, where you know the first question should be is is there a trusted party if, 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 if there is and you can absolutely trust that then you can just have some consensus within you don't need to rely on just one person in that party right. you can have something where there's an, a, a sign off between a bunch of people right 
So if you've got a trusted party, you probably don't need a blockchain. But there are things, and um, if, if we look at Everledger, for example, in, in London, they're doing things around diamonds on the blockchain and very expensive wines. If you look at diamonds specifically, because of the political issues around where the origin of diamonds are and the blood diamond kind of thing, and the value of diamonds, um, that tells me that probably blockchain is something appropriate because there is a, a lot of motivation for a small number of actors to manipulate records. Yeah, for, for financial or political reasons, you know, the, the, the authenticity. So for me, that is one thing that's, that's very good. So where we want a, a, a record that is traceable and it's got some value in, I think it's very useful. What's not useful is what we have in, in terms of some of the energy that's taken in some of the instantiations of distributed ledger technology that I think will actually fade out at some point. Do you actually think you'll see so many of the cryptocurrency guys say that it will replace our financial system. Do you actually see that happening anytime soon? So anytime soon, no. Um, but it, it will just depend upon how, how people trust. So, so money is all about trusting something, right? So if I, if I have a £10 note and I, I look at it, it says, I promise to pay the bearer £10. It's just a promissory note, right? And what, what happens is that you believe that if I give you £10, you can then use that £10 to trade it for something else. So do people have that trust in a cryptocurrency just yet? Not really. Um, should we get to that stage? I think so. But it'll take a lot of confidence and a change in beliefs and it'll take a time to, to stabilize. Because that's the thing. I, I, I like the original paper from Nakamoto. I like the idea. The problem, in my opinion right now, is that there's too many people wanting the quick get-rich-fast scheme. And that's why we're seeing all the complications of ICOs, all the complications of the block of the cryptocurrencies. Uh, and I'm not sure how we're going to move off from this bad image that it's getting. Um, and I'm not sure what the future is for that. I don't know, Victor. I mean, you, you've been also a big <laughs> critical person of <laughs> cryptocurrencies and all that. How, how do you think? Uh, this is going to go away or not? I think it's going to go through uh, through the political system for proper regulation. Without so doubt. if you see, yeah. so one of the news today or yesterday was that the Tories are pushing for the UK for the blockchain regulated something, something regarding that. So they want to regulate this. If you look at South Korea. They also want to regulate the entire market. Portugal went the yeah. other way, though. Portugal went like, we don't want to touch it just yet. Uh, right, well, but the thing is, if you want to to create value out of any kind of cryptocurrency, you have to regulate it. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, there's a lot more out of blockchain and Bitcoin and that kind of stuff that that could have probably a practical use, as you just said. So Bosch is what is testing one of the. Um, for you to not tamper with um, with the car, so you, so can they can have connected cars, so in, so they have their own network yeah. of cars. They connect to each other and they trust each other that you, you actually you're not going to tamper your car. So that can be, can have some practical use yeah. for taxis or uh, people driving lorries, that kind of stuff. So, but the the other thing is, if you need to have access to money, it needs to be regulated. Right now, it isn't. And it has a huge oh, problem. Just we, not with the regulation, but just creating that kind of money. It takes a lot of energy, it takes a lot of time. And actually, as a gamer, 
I want graphic cards to be cheaper. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it is interesting about the, the, the GPUs and NVIDIA with, with, with their problems. Amazon so is selling them yeah, by yeah. the dozen. Yeah. So Carson, let me ask you something. Like, we've had distributed databases since the 80s, yeah. and we've had forward hashing since at least the 90s. What exactly is different on blockchain? Is it just a consensus? Or what is novel there? Well, I, you've also got consensus in distributed databases as well, because you need to agree, because they're, they're, they're disagreeing. So, so, so there's nothing new in the consensus. But I, I think, again, let, let's separate out the sort of currency part and the regulation for that, because the financial services sector is very strongly regulated. You know, there's a financial conduct authority in, in the UK. Um, and, and there's a concern, and I think the government will, will look at that, because people are investing in something they don't know. And it's just like we've seen this before on, on stocks and shares before, right? Plenty of times. So um, they have to regulate that to protect people running up lots of debt. And, 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 and you and I know people who bought um, coins on credit, right? And that, that's, 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 that's not what where the UK government wants to be. thing is what, right? So you can yes, buy yeah. more, more money. Yeah. But, but so previously, but previously it yeah. wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so so, so they've, they've got to rein that in. So, so the currency side is one thing. On the other side, you've got what, what's new when we talk about uh, blockchain technology and uh, Satoshi Nakamoto's paper of 2008. But you know, a decade before, you've got Sabo's paper on Bitgold. You know, so some of the ideas have been around for a while. Exactly. And they were an idea, but what's happened is, it changed when an implementation came out. And then people started to adapt that, and we, we've seen stuff on smart contracts now, and we've seen the DAO attack. So things changing because something is going on that we're trying. And I, I think it's interesting about regulation of cryptocurrencies, I believe, and or ICOs. I think that's, I, I think that's where, one way we should go. But regulation of blockchain is not, is not something we should do because we've got to see what the uses will be. We've got to, you know, you can't stifle innovation and, and regulation can sometimes do that. It, it's got to be really good regulation not to do that. So right now you see a lot of startups and academia projects that put blockchain on top. What percentage, like a close number, would you put on that actually don't need blockchain, that are a good project but wouldn't need blockchain at all? I, pr probably about 90%, right? There's a lot. Most do not need it. Um, if, if it's if it's startups or in academia, right? We, we all get funded, and blockchains the a buzzword that's right. As real life, you guys in academia go through the same as real life because, like, I know a lot of startups that I sit down and talk to them, and they go, "We're putting blockchain because the VCs will give us money." Is it the same for you guys in academia? If I was or cynical, okay, so, so I, I won't be that controversial to say that, but <laughs> I'll say there are buzzwords that we use, right? So there is certain terminology that is, is, is current at the time. And blockchain is something, and, and certainly for academics, there's some value in that, right? Because we don't understand it fully. If I was to decide, yes, we need a blockchain uh, solution, I wouldn't know necessarily, there's, there's not the research yet, how you design that blockchain solution. There are all sorts of different parameters that you can have, not just about the consensus algorithms, uh, and not just about the time taken for a block, if indeed you are doing mining. You know, there's all sorts of questions. You know, some of the high-level questions, should it be permissioned or permissionless? Or, in fact, some of the new models are adaptable around there. 
uh, so you can integrate new, new, new members. But there's still a lot of questions. So yes, it's a buzzword for academia, but yes, it still needs researching. Peter, anything else from your side? No, I'm good. Carson, thank you very much for no taking worries. the time. And thanks. No thank worries. You. Cheers. Cheers.